You're listening to episode 45 of the Curiosity Club podcast. Welcome to the Curiosity Club podcast, a safe place to get your weekly dose of life lessons, helping you let go of fear, overwhelm and insecurities. I'm your host, Katri Barrett, and with each episode, I share my insights and practical skills for you to unlock your full potential. Live and work confidently. Be courageous. Be curious. Because life's too short to keep holding yourself back. Hello, lovely people. Before we dive into today's episode, which is with a very special guest, I have an exciting announcement. This year, my Christmas Confidence Challenge is back and it is bigger and better than before. I know that some of you joined last year. There was over 300 people in the community taking part, which was incredible. But it was actually before the Curiosity Club podcast had started. So I'm aware that some of you won't have a clue what I'm talking about. Plus, I am doing things a little bit differently this year. So the Christmas Confidence Challenge is five days of live group coaching calls and practical tools and techniques to help you break free from the insecurities that have been holding you back until now and to quieten that inner critic of yours once and for all. And the best part is it is completely free. In just a matter of weeks now, not only are we going into a new year, but a whole new decade. And I am on a mission to help as many people as I can to start living life on their terms. Hence why I'm not charging anything to take part, even though it is jam-packed with value. So the challenge is designed to help you to start trusting in your abilities, to express yourself more confidently, and to start taking those leaps of faith and get going with those dreams that you have been putting off for so long, whether that's starting your own business or leaving that job you've hated for years, or to start speaking your mind and telling people how you feel rather than holding back the whole, t- the whole time. As I said, it is completely free to sign up and we will be starting on Monday the 9th of December. And every morning you will get a different challenge designed to boost your confidence that will land in your inbox every morning. And then each day I will also be going live on a video call where I'll be giving my advice on how you can transform your fear into courage, how you can silence that pesky inner critic, ways to improve your self-image and how you can start stepping out of your comfort zone. This is your chance to ask questions and experience confidence coaching for free within these video calls. And don't worry if you're not able to make the videos live, you will be able to catch up by watching a replay. You will also be gaining access to the confidence community. And this will be like your tribe and group of confidence cheerleaders where we will be supporting and sharing each other along the way. So do not miss out. Why not end the year and the decade by leaving some of that baggage you've been carrying around behind? you. You can sign up for free right now by either heading to the link in the description of this episode or heading to www.catrybarrett.com forward slash confidence. I am so excited to get started with you all on Monday. 
But now I'm going to introduce you to my guest, Lulu Story. Lulu is a style coach who founded style agency The Styling Story four years ago now. And Lulu and her team help women all over the world to reclaim their confidence and identity by transforming the way they dress. She was recently featured on ITV with Tresemme's latest campaign, Power Your Presence, sharing her story of how clothes empowered her on her recovery from depression. Lulu has worked with some of the biggest retailers, such as Karen Millen, to launch their personal shopping offering and is currently training the next generation of stylists to focus on style as an empowerment tool. It's Lulu's unique approach of holistic styling and how she shares her message of mindful, confident style that made me reach out to get her on the podcast. In our conversation, we talked about how Lulu believes that our personal development and personal style are intrinsically linked, exploring the power of mindset and knowing who we are. She shares her inspiring story of how she tapped into this to help overcome postnatal depression, along with her top tips to styling your confidence, especially during the festive season that we are well and truly in now. There's no denying it anymore. December is here. And as we are an environmentally conscious bunch here in the Curiosity Club, I couldn't not ask Lulu for her advice on maintaining your style in a sustainable way. And she shares some great tips for that too. I know that you're going to really enjoy this episode. So without further ado. Welcome, Lulu. How are you doing today? I am fantastic. It is wonderful to be on your podcast. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really excited to talk to you. Can you start by telling us a little bit about what you do and how you got to where you are today? So, yeah, I set up the Styling Story, um, a style coach agency, four years ago, just after I had my daughter, Lola. And I've always loved clothes and fashion. And I had worked in you know, retail for 15 years, studied at London College of Fashion, um, I'd done marketing there. And I was constantly kind of loved the power of it, but didn't realize how powerful it could be. And the business is really there now to help women to empower themselves every day and to feel successful and clothes are that tool so when when I set out to start the business I really just thought I'd be helping women with the classic personal styling support so um, I'd be doing wardrobe edits and personal shopping and that would be that would be the kind of setup of the business but things changed after I had my daughter I suffered with postnatal depression. I had a lot of anxiety. I had put on just over four stone and I really was lost. I was very shocked at the impact having a child had on my life. And I couldn't believe, I was like, oh my goodness, how the hell am I going to style people when I feel like this? I can't fit into any of my clothes. I don't recognize who I am. I feel like a completely different person. Um, how, how the hell am I going to be able to style people? So I started working with a life coach and I saw the power of getting our mindset right, of how to rebuild confidence, how to get clear on who we are, how to know and believe in 
the ambition we have for our future and how to put that into action. And as I was doing all this personal growth and personal development development myself, I realized that clothing and style and confidence was also intertwined. And that really, when we get clear on who we are, when we get clear on what we're about, when we have confidence to show up as our true selves and put ourselves out into the world and doing that through clothes and getting that wardrobe sorted and being true to us by the clothes we put on our back, it can have the most empowering, powerful um, impact and effect on our lives. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I make people look pretty, but um, make them also look, feel incredible at the same time. <laughs> I, I love, I absolutely love your approach and, and that's why I wanted to get you on onto the podcast to talk about this because I've seen you talking about it a little bit more. Can you tell us a little bit or sort of dive a little deeper into how how it sort of showed up for you when you were feeling very, very lost and, and what happened with that a little bit? I mean, I think it's that old uh, anecdote when you realise you've lost yourself and you're living in oversized baggy T-shirts because you're kind of hiding and leggings because that's the only thing that fits and you think that's the only thing you can wear. And I am very fortunate that I have got um, an amazing mother um, and had an amazing grandma who was really, they've always known that power of getting up and getting dressed every day. And it's something that's always been inbuilt innately into me. But when you go through big changes in your life, um, often you lose that sense of this is me. And for me, it was this is me is getting dressed every day. This is me is feeling good in my clothes. And I was looking in the mirror and I felt, I felt like I was invisible. I felt like I just kind of was, there was nothing unique, different, colorful about me. I was living in blacks and grays um, and it just blended in and I I almost kind of felt that the dream I had of this business even though I didn't understand the power of it at the time um I almost felt like the dream of it was silly like how how could you think that you would set up your own company that's a crazy idea and to do it while you have a new child and you move to a new city so there was a lot of that deep questioning of what I really wanted I was that lack of confidence, that losing that sense of me. Um, I just felt so it made me feel lazy, even though I know I wasn't lazy. I was just lost and I needed support and I needed a new direction and I needed a new way of I needed to relearn how to look after myself again. I think that's so important, isn't it, to learn to look after ourselves. So many people, and it's easy, especially I imagine when you, but when you're a new mum and you've got this new person to look after, that it must be quite easy to kind of lose that sense of of, of what's of how to look after your, yourself. You're sort of that personal self care. What do you think was it? What do you think it was that helped you the most with rediscovering your confidence? Um. I think it was the small things. I really think it was not, it was starting small. It was, well, that's not true, actually. I think it was two things. I think it was starting small, but also making a big leap. And the big leap was paying for a coach, which was more money I'd paid for than for anything else in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
so that was the big commitment, but obviously then had to show up in small ways with it. And I think the small things were things like just putting on a little bit of lipstick for me was important. I did one, and I talked about this recently when I did the, um, when I was filmed for the Tresemme uh, campaign, and it was switching out one thing. So that taking, you know, not that kind of casual outfit, I would switch out one thing. So I would either switch out my jeans for a pair of tailored trousers, or I would switch out my trainers for a pair of boots. It was just upgrading one thing, making one thing that bit smarter, that one thing a bit more put together, a bit more respectable. You know, we all have 30 seconds to make that shift. And I committed to it and I did it every day and I turned up for myself every day. And I had to I had to start doing that. And it was such a gift. And I think now looking back, it was so difficult and challenging. But then I am able to help my clients to such a deeper place because I get it. I've been there. And I think when you go going through these challenging times, I now realize that, you know, from that depth, amazing things can come. Mm. So, so, yeah, start small, but also, you know, be willing to take the leap. Mm, absolutely. I think it, I love that little tip of just small changes and the the leap and the commitment to yourself which sometimes does come in the form of you know taking a commitment with working with a coach say that it's a big investment you're investing in yourself and and the way that you want to feel and I think that's a really powerful thing I love also what you said um previously and something that I personally have realized uh recently with someone who works a lot from home being self-employed uh, the power of ensuring you're getting dressed in the morning and you're saying that that came from your 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 mum and your your grandma and I, something I've realized and it was earlier in this year a goal of mine was that I get up and I put on clothes that make me feel good and I put on makeup and that was a big shift into how I approached my day and it is starting out with that little bit of kind of success and feeling good and that I found personally really did shift how I approach my day and the way I felt moving through it's so important I'm so, <laughs> glad, I'm so glad that that has happened for you because you know by 2050 50 percent of the workplace will be working remotely so we are looking at um this dispersing of kind of classic community when it comes to like the office environment I work with a lot of clients who work at the top of uh, you know the city um, and even within those environments you know there's a lot more working from home happening the the environments are a lot more casualized and people are like so I'm kind of meant to dress more relaxed but I still want to be this leader and you like you know Katri in your business you are the leader Mm -hmm. and you are running that business and having that power and belief I don't believe unless they are high quality beautiful incredible pajamas <laughs> which I do think you can have you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, or the most incredible homeware you know comfortable homeware that you wear at home you have to be mindful of what you're stepping into and I believe in energy and shifting of energy and again if you're continuing to work to work what you've slept in I don't think you're going to be bringing the right energy to work and successful people naturally do this 
but they think about what energy they want to bring to the bed. Bring to, I was about to say the bedroom then. Well, maybe they think <laughs> about the energy they want to bring to the that bedroom. That too, yeah, that's it. They, um, they think about the energy they want to bring to the room. And we have to consider that in our own businesses, regardless of where we're working. So whether, you know, I have an office in town, I live in Brighton, most of my work's in London, you know, I, I inhabit lots of different places. I obviously go into clients' homes, I'm in shops researching, I'm on, you know, BBC, ITV, there's lots of different environments that I'm in. And I always have to think, what energy am I bringing to this? For me, number one, and we've heard personal stylists talk over the years about first impressions counting, and I think it's very valid, but they've, for me, they've missed the first step. You know, you have to be concerned about your own impression. What are you making to yourself? What are you telling yourself about the kind of leader you are, the kind of entrepreneur you are, the kind of mum you are, the kind of, um, uh, you know, divorcee, whatever your experience, where you're at in your career or your life journey you know you you show up for you that that is so important exactly as you just said it and something that I think we all we all kind of forget sometimes but to ask yourself what are you what are you telling yourself and and what do you want to be telling yourself and Mm -hmm. accepting acknowledging where there might be a little bit of disparity there and I love what you said about being mindful of what you're stepping into and and Mm. how then important it is to to acknowledge literally what what that by what what clothes are you stepping into are you are you setting yourself up for um feeling empowered and and feeling successful by getting dressed that little success of i'm getting dressed to feel good today rather than oh i can't be bothered i'm just going to stay in my uh my worst holy jumper and dressing gown that I, I don't want anyone to see and it's fine because I'm just doing phone calls and no, there's going to be no video calls. So it doesn't matter that I'm wearing, you know, something that I would never leave the house in. Well, this is it. And you hear, you know, that kind of joke amongst people working from home that, you know, they've got, a, I don't know, a coaching call or a Skype call with somebody and they're literally dressed from the waist up. Yeah. yeah. And I just yeah. think, oh my, like, I, listen, don't get me wrong. I come home after a hard day and I take, like, I am, I take my clothes off. I put my pajamas on. I strip off the day. Um, I like to feel relaxed. There's no doubt about that. I don't think that I'm kind of literally made up every moment of my life. But, um, you know, I just think, well, what are you telling yourself? Are you telling yourself that you're half a professional? Uh, you know, are you telling yourself that, you, you know, that you might get found out that, you know, if people were to see you that, you know, they wouldn't have full confidence in you. Uh, do you have full confidence in yourself? Um, so, yeah, I think that has been, you know, the first evolution for me was that understanding my identity as a mother and how to to navigate that. And then the second was understanding my identity as a business owner. And as the business has grown, really um, how I manage that. Uh, but, yeah, it's just... And I can't tell people what's the thing about my business and what's different from personal stylists uh, is that I don't go in and say, right, this is exactly what you should wear. I've worked with people recently. I've got a client in Australia who has had three different personal stylists and she came to me and she's like, I still don't understand what my style is because I've had other people come in and say, well, you have to wear these colors. You have to wear this kind of fit and cut Um, But she's not got to understand who she is. So you have to understand what is 
your, what is your business about? What's your life about? And use the clues to help you do that. Mm, absolutely. And I, that's something that I've seen you talk about. And one of the things that I really love and find really fascinating about your approach and it stands out to me as a, as a stylist as, a, as an approach and that's the idea of holistic styling can you tell us a little bit more about that yeah yeah it gets me so I love thank you it's <laughs> nice to hear other people reflect back because you know you get so caught up and you know passionate in your own world um but yeah so holistic styling is really about taking the person the individual of who I'm styling in the center of it all and coming at it from this angle of first of all what 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 do they want from their life what's their future what do they what are their dreams and what are their fears of not being able to achieve that um it's understanding what do they love like you know the reason i love clothes is that i'm somebody that just loves beautiful things you know i love i get so aesthetically lit up um, so for me, it's understanding from them what what lights them up, you know, what sparks something in their brain that gets them exciting, excited. So understanding, yeah, from that, reconnecting with that, what what do I like? Because, you know, you hear a lot of people say, well, you just sh- you just should dress what you love, wear what you love, just buy what you love. And I just it always stuck with me. Well, what? Why if you don't know what you love? What if you're that disconnected from you, or you've been so focused in on work um and you kind of come up for a breath and you're kind of 10 years into this very full-on career and you suddenly go oh oh my goodness my life is just work and who am I um and so we really really go back to who who, what what some what does someone love Within the whole coaching process is about making sure that they know how to practically put into into practice all the advice I'm giving. So the support goes beyond just coming for that one wardrobe edit. It really is then how do you get dressed every day? How do you choose your clothes every day? And things at that stage start coming up. You know, for some people, there's a lot of fear tied up in money and spending money on themselves. Um, for other people, it might be the fear of going out and being seen in public. Um, for other people, it might be um, that it opens up a realization that they're in the wrong career and they actually truly want to do something else. So. The holistic element of it comes into that the person is the, the lead in it. And as things come up, we coach and support and I suppose help them to, to heal. Uh, you know, I think of other people who I've worked with who it's potentially been about where they've, their sense of belonging. You know, they perhaps are living in a country that wasn't where they were born. And so therefore they feel like they have to fit in, but that's not who they are. So... The holistic sport is is um, making sure that they are successful. You know, there isn't a template. What makes me successful when I get dressed is different to what will help you, Katri, and what will help someone else. So that holistic support is really um, uh, dr- dr- driven by the client. It sounds so well. Not sounds. It's so obvious that it's so much more than just about clothes. And I think, I don't want to hold my hands up, but I think in the past, 
uh, and I spoke to you about this actually but before we started recording about um, I sort of held the preconception that styling was just about clothes and it was quite um, and therefore if you were just worried about the way you, you the clothes that you're wearing it could be quite superficial but what I love and that I've realized recently which is why I wanted to get you onto the podcast is that it goes so much deeper than that and how we show up via the aesthetics of the clothes we put on can be an indicator of something going on much much deeper and how how true do you think that is where with people coming to you with them thinking it's one thing and yet when you peel back the layers it uncovers something else and and how do you help them transform that well it's massively it's uh it is i mean if i to be completely honest if i was true with the level of transformation inside and out with clients if i told them up front i think some of them might be overwhelmed (laughs) they're like no that could never happen um the 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 important i think the important thing is that at the end of the process they will have complete clarity on who they are how to dress how to make that work in their everyday life um and for them to actually fall in love or at least really like their wardrobe and find getting dressed every day a pleasure so that is the end goal and the end goal isn't this, you know, doesn't have to be this deep spiritual awakening. Um, the end goal is ultimately you're going to look good and you're going to feel great and it is going to be authentically you. And who, as you say that, who, who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want to get that clarity on who they are and feel that authenticity? And, and it sounds like so much of it is about tapping into individuals' confidence that, that perhaps has been put put on the back back burner for now yeah and that's that is exactly it you know the reason that um the the reasons that our confidence gets knocked is all very personal and you kind of have to get in you know inside that and help people with that and to unlock that you know I've worked with clients who are in wheelchairs I've worked with clients who are very successful at the top of their industry um and those two kinds of people are going to have very different um challenges uh when it comes to dressing so we have to we have to be true first of all about where we're where we're at And that's the first thing I ask of clients. You know, we have to be honest. And that can be the hard. I would say the hardest part of this process is sending the email, transferring the money, and then being honest and looking in the mirror, literally and metaphorically. Mm -hmm. Once you've done those bits, you then just can start taking action. You can start having fun with the clothes. You can start being playful again. Um, you can start celebrating who you are, and it's so positive. Um, and it's such a wonderful, you know, when you are de- depressed, low, lost, um, stuck. A lot of people just come to me, and it is that classic thing of I'm stuck. I'm stuck in a run. I don't know where to go. The best antidote to all of that is action and that this is what's so powerful about clothing because it's all it's like it's it's um as emma willis on that on the itv when she interviewed me she called it oh my god it's style therapy and i was like oh i love you for saying that <laughs> um <clears throat> but it it's it's a physical 
you know, you, we, we get physical with it. You know, we're trying on clothes. We are, you're looking through the wardrobe. We're clearing out, we're editing, we're shifting energy. So there's so much catharsis within the process as well and letting go um, because we can really redefine who we are. We can, you know, I think this is why, interestingly, um, one icon, one of the processes we do is we ask, I ask people to kind of, tell me who their icons are or somebody's style they admire and victoria beckham comes up a lot um it's a shame that her business is not doing so well but she is somebody that has kind of gone out and redefined herself and i think there's a lot of us a lot of women out there who and i was one of them who was who weren't living a life that was completely true to them and clothing allows you to have quite a, in, you know, in a fairly short space of time, the ability to redefine your story. Ah, oh, that's so interesting. What do you think it is about the Victoria kind of Beckham story? Do you, so do you think it's more than her style and it's about the story behind it? That's such an interesting sort of observation. Yeah, yeah I think she's she is this powerful businesswoman she's still embracing her femininity her elegance her mother being a mother um being a wife she plays many roles and um yes her footwear choices aren't going to be appropriate for most of us and (laughs) we have to adapt that one but um there is still this chic sophisticated elegance there's a timelessness but it still feels very modern and yeah I think there's something very powerful about um the fact that she's gone from a you know looked like a pouty posy um you know woman girl in a girl band that didn't couldn't sing so she didn't have much substance to somebody who has set up this you know, successful in the sense, maybe not financially at the moment, but successful in brand, um, in like the clothing art is just breathtaking. Every runway show, you know, that one when she, especially the one when she came, did their 10 year anniversary and she came to London and moved from New York, was just the cuts, the, the unusual color combinations, the color blocking, um, just, she is, She's either hired very clever people or she is very good herself at, at designing. And either way, it doesn't matter. She, is, she has, you know, created something and really shifted perception of who she is. Mm, and I think that's, that's such an interesting sort of way to look at it is to think about, you know, who do we admire? Who, who are our role models? And how can we embody them through... As you, as you mentioned before, sort of stepping into that energy of, of how we want to mean. And does is, is that reflected in, in the clothes that we're wearing? I think it goes so much deeper. Mm-hmm. As it's, the more I speak to you, it's so obvious. It goes so much deeper than, than wearing the same clothes as them. It's about what are they embodying when they're showing up by, uh, through their, their style, be that the clothes they're wearing or just their approach by, via their mindset. And how can we begin to embody that? Yeah, and it's big. So I've created a, a method of working that is completely unique to me. And that is a chunk of it because um, there, are, so there are some people who need it because they're finding it so difficult being themselves at that stage. Mm-hmm. So to step into someone else and think, well, how would they navigate my world is very powerful. And that's the identity element of, of the coaching I do. Then 
but also for other people, they like variety. You know, they're like, well, some days I'm this and some days I'm that. And don't, you know, don't hold me down and put me in a little box. You know, I need to have choice and variety. But that can be great because you can have, um, you can choose your different icons and you can wake up that day or ideally, I hope you're planning your outfit the night before um, and be like, you know what, tomorrow the energy I need to bring is a bit of, um, uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, who gets, who gets, do you know her? Tracy Ellis Ross? I don't think so. She is Diana Ross's daughter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And she is in, um, oh my goodness, the program's gone Modern Family, I think it is. Okay. I know. I think I know who you mean. Yeah. But she's got the most amazing style or should I say amazing stylist? (laughs) (laughs) But, um, she, you know, so one day I want to be bringing that energy, then another day I want to be bringing a bit of kind of Meryl Streep, and then another day um, I want to be bringing some, uh, after I think, you know, Sam, Samantha Cameron. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking about because she's got that fashion brand, Siphon. Uh, but, you know, you've got these three different sides of yourself, and we generally, generally people have two very different sides to them so you know a a more classic um and a kind of a wilder but some people have like up to three or four different sides that kind of come out across the whole process and having those icons allows you to tap into like you say into that energy and be like well how how would they dress today um and also help you give you a quicker a fast track to deciding on that um on who you're turning up as that day, that what version of yourself, how to choose the clothes, because that often can be a problem for some people is that they're very overwhelmed if they have a lot of clothing is how do I even begin to decide? So that can be a great starter. So if you have these different icons or, you know, different archetypes within you, you can dive into and and get to your answer of what to wear clearer and quicker. Oh, I'm definitely going to go away and be doing that. Think, think about the different different sides that I have sort of within who I want who I want to show up and how that comes up in style. I've never thought of it in that way. And I think that's a yeah, really, really useful way of, of doing it. So I'm definitely going to go away and have a, have a think <laughs> about that. Let me, know, let me know where you get on. I will let you know who, who my icons are. Also, who your icons are, also yeah. Also, really interesting to know. I'd love to know everyone's different because everyone's so different and who who their different icons to show up for you know, a really important meeting. Who do they want to embody for that? Or they're going on a date. Who is the person that they, they would kind of want to show up as a little bit there? I love, love that. And can you see also the twist that we probably most people now dress from the idea of what social group they're going to. So their style will change depending on who they're hanging out with. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be um, like, there was a woman that I met yesterday, a very inspiring woman, again, at the top of kind of the the retail world. And we had a beautiful day together. We went to um, the Zandra Rhodes exhibition. Um, and then we went uh, to a hotel for, for drinks. And we were, you know, we were, when I was getting dressed, I've known her and I've met her and I, I was inspired by what her style was. But I understood the energy I wanted to bring. I understood um, how I needed to feel in my clothes to make it an enjoyable, successful day. So, yeah, you can be inspired by other people, but don't don't not be true to yourself 
difficult and dress just for that social group. Yeah, exactly. I think it's having staying true and, and constantly reconnecting and tapping into your authentic self, as you said, is so important. Yes. And obviously, you've got to be so clear and comfortable with that to start with. So I completely, completely agree. And that's my approach when I'm working with life coaching with people as well. So when this podcast goes live, it's going to be the first week of December, which means we cannot hide anymore. The festive season is upon us. <laughs> and obviously at this time of year, the social pressures of lots of events, along with perhaps the pressures to kind of buy a lot of stuff with various sales and things like that, it can feel quite daunting and often even scary for people. What would be your tips for people to start using styling to help themselves feel more confident especially at this time of year yeah I mean it is there is a lot of pressure I think first first thing as we do with with whenever we're going through the process is have a look in your own wardrobe first before you start going out and spending because it's amazing what we already have in there and we could just do a very small tweak um and I'll go into kind of some ideas of of what what you could put together but it's just before I do that second thing to think about is everyone's going to be turning up super sparkly um, in that one dress that they will wear for these one or two events and then um, it, you know then they'll, they'll be in the back of the wardrobe getting dust so realize the power in turning up in something unexpected and maybe understated that could be very sexy. I mean, I feel like I'm going to be talking about Victoria Beckham a lot today, but one of the things that's amazing about her size is actually very understated. You know, a great cut tux, a great cut tux, yeah, that's that's quite hard to say, um, <laughs> <laughs> or a really beautiful suit or a well-fitting dress with um, some beautiful heels can be just as impactful as a sparkly you know, a sparkly number. Um, if you are buying sequins, which I love, sparkle can be great. Have a think about how you could wear it the rest of the year. You know, I love uh, a little sparkly top and, and a classic pair of jeans always looks great. Um, but just make sure that when you're buying something, you feel like you could see it go into the rest of the year. And a lighter sequin will probably take you through into spring, summer more, like a lighter, a paler color. Um, but yeah, really go in and is it actually just adding a pair of heels to your day-to-day -day look? So, you know, a, a really fantastic t-shirt with, um, a great pair of tailored trousers and an amazing heel and just adding sparkle into your earrings or the, some, I tell you, I was in, um, monsoon recently and I couldn't believe the incredible accessories, like amazing headbands great vintage looking earrings I was so shocked it wasn't it looked like something out of Selfridges or Liberty um I was couldn't believe it but they you know just adding in those little touches of accessories can really elevate your look and make you you know chic, chic and sophisticated looks can often be the understated ones yeah I completely agree I love it whilst I love a little bit of sparkle I also feel really passionately about being more kind of sustainable about our um about our fashion and, and rather than just buying things that we only wear once or buying something in on impulse that then we realize actually I, I don't feel good I don't feel good in that I might like the way it looks but I personally don't feel good and that's something I'm trying to do a lot more 
of recently and and it could be a whole podcast on it on its own but I would love for you to just touch upon this kind of sustainability in fashion and how we can navigate it a little bit more because it can feel really overwhelming and I I know for me personally there's a lot of kind of confusion and then guilt around how I can still dress the way I want to but minimize my impact on the environment so what would be your advice how advice how can people be more sustainable when it comes to fashion without impacting their style well I think first of all at this time of year um it's really you know really consider if you do want something that bit dressier a bit more kind of dressed up have a think about renting renting is really taking off at the moment and it was I think the the kind of momentum behind it came from in America there's a thing called uh, Rent the Runway and that has really become very big over in America and it's a subscription and you can rent but there's definitely some great ones over here in London I mean I know my wardrobe has had a lot of press recently and Jane Shepardson Jane Shepardson I think Jane Shepard anyway doesn't matter which she used to be um the head of uh creative at Topshop many years ago and then she went to whistles um and now she's actually just joined them so having a look at rental places like that are great um so typing that into google and just finding some great rental agencies i would definitely recommend when you're when you've got these big events coming up uh second thing i would say is get clear on who you are <laughs> you know the reason that the reason that we um are are in this state that we're in and fashion is the second biggest like negatively impacting on the climate um and it's often because there's so much waste you know, people buy and then discard. And I really want you to think about clothes that you're inviting them into your life and into your home, like friends, like family. So you need to feel connected to them. You need to know that they're going to have a place in your wardrobe. You know that you're going to want to wear them over and over again. And that can be spending a lot of money on clothes. That can be spending... um, little money on clothes it could be spending uh, buying finding secondhand things from places like best air collective your local you know consignment pre-loved designer shop um it doesn't really matter actually where you purchase in my mind i would say it's more about how you consume it after you've purchased it and if it gets tossed to one side and you or you buy lots of stuff and you leave the tags in it then and you never wear them, then that to me is the most unsustainable, unsustainable behavior. And it often that's when we need to look at, well, why, why are you purchasing those, purchasing those things? Are you doing it when you're very low or down or things are feeling out of control and you're using it as a way of grounding yourself or maybe to get a dopamine hit? Um, maybe you're bored. Uh, maybe, yeah, whatever, whatever it is, but really thinking of clothes as welcoming each piece into your your wardrobe family and knowing that it's got a place it's not you're not repeat buying so it's all been very it's all about being mindful and this is that this is the process you become very mindful with 
um, with what you're purchasing, with how you're wearing it, how you're loving it, how you're looking after it, and also what's missing in your wardrobe. So you're not repeating the same mistakes over and over again. Um, I'm trying to think other other sustainable. I mean, there's some amazing. I don't know you, if you follow like uh, retold vintage, mm. um, but there's a girl called Claire who's got the most incredible eye for vintage clothes, um, and she sources them. She photographs them beautifully and then sells them. But you know, have a look out for these more kind of polished vintage sites. Um, but just feel connected to you, understand who you are, and fall in love with each purchase you make. Oh, yeah, I, I think that is really important. It coming back that sort of full circle of if you know who you are and know your style, you're not going to be wasteful when it comes to to buying things that you never wear or buying things that then you discard because they're not quite right. And what, what you mentioned there, something that I think is really interesting and, and I talk about a lot is that escapism behaviors though those escapism behaviors that show up for us and how actually shopping and buying things can be that quick hit for things and, and of course that is then going to be wasteful if we're buying it just for how we feel in the moment and not actually for the item itself that it can be so damaging and that's the sort of behavior that we need to look at and as you mentioned dig a little deeper and ask yourself well why are we doing that what's what's going beneath the surface and, and how can we address the need to escape what what emotion is it that we're escaping via buying you know a quick fix item and getting that hit of dopamine how how, is that something that you work on a little bit with clients yeah it is I mean I think you have to understand that you know it's also okay that shopping can be that escape for you um do when you you know it's almost like maybe stopping and asking if you're somebody that has that impulse reaction to clothes and you buy things off the hoof do you normally get it right or do you normally not do you normally find they're the things that you don't wear because sometimes people in that heightened state choose well um other people don't it's it's you it's about you and you understanding what works what works or doesn't for you um so it really it you know we I also want to encourage people to go back into shops you know, I'm a shop girl. I started when I was 15. I ran some of the biggest stores in London, Anthropology on Regent Street, um, being one of them, Hobbs for many, many years. And people have lost the ability to shop. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they think it's just online and then they wonder why they feel so lost because they're not going in and touching clothes and seeing them and feeling them. So I would encourage people to step back in into your shop and take the pressure off finding the item, finding the missing solution to their problems and just going out and just seeing what's there, touching the clothes, stepping into shops that are too expensive for them uh, so that you can really see what quality is about, what, you know, the height, what designers are doing. Also allowing yourself to realize that you belong anywhere. You don't, you know, we, we often can think, well, well, I just belong in, you know, the lower price shops. I'm not worthy of the bigger price. That's just for other people. Whereas I really encourage people, even if you're not purchasing from those higher price shops, step into them because you could learn so much. Because then when you do step into the lower price shops, you know what quality looks like. Um, you know what, um, you know, you, you, you're, you're elevating yourself through the process. Mm, yeah I completely agree with that I love that way of thinking of it as 
allow opening yourself up to elevating yourself and the, and the yes. possibilities and it sounds like I think you've summed up in something you said there everything that it sounds like your approach and what is so important is that we connect to ourselves and in doing so we connect to the clothes that we're we're buying and we can't yeah. only do that to a point online I, I think you make a very important point that, that about touching the clothes and connecting with them in that that very visceral way yeah absolutely it's very important that i think that that um success of or even not feeling guilty about shopping we've got a real challenge on our hands as women at the moment there's such a shift in our role as women and often what we feel is equal means that we have to deny feminine or girly things that could be things like shopping or enjoying buying makeup. You know, I've got a little girl who's four and I sometimes feel like I feel bad that she, you know, or feel guilty if she's seeing me doing her makeup and she really wants to do it too. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, maybe I shouldn't be doing my makeup in front of her. And then I realise, well, I'm I'm empowering myself with makeup but I also have confidence when I don't have makeup on and it's the fact that I have the choice and I want her to know she's got the choice she doesn't have to wear the makeup and I also have been on my own journey of accepting and not feeling guilty about being a feminine woman Mm -hmm. and a lot of the time when I'm working with women it's that is a big part of it as well it's like it just embracing the fact that we like beautiful things is okay Mm, that's a really important point I think you make there and being aware of that and I suppose you you've got to get clear on on who you are because everyone is different and and accept that acceptance of of who you are and obviously that comes via the the connection I think it's it's really 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 important to support a very practical person like there's a lot of clients I work with who I've always been shocked at how well style has worked for them because they live such a practical life. So I've worked with sailors who travel around the world but have very high profile, you know, when they're when they're on land. I've worked with people who have got a far live on farms. Um, you can still be practical and still find clothes, um, you know, to the right clothes to help you feel successful and stylish or confident or bold or feminine or whatever it is that you need to embrace about you there's questions that I like to ask everyone and the first being can you tell us about a time where you failed in inverted commas at something and the lessons that you learned from it yeah I mean I think (laughs) the, the the power of failure is I think more than I had ever anticipated. I, I, you know, you, you sent me these questions and I had a read through and I was thinking, the, you know, the biggest failure I've ever had. And I actually think the biggest failure I ever had was not realizing the power of failure because I would beat myself up so much, you know, if something hadn't gone absolutely perfectly with a client or if, um, I don't know if I sent a really long email and then I got a very short no back and I thought, oh, the email wasn't right or the pitch wasn't right. And actually, I think the biggest failure I, I have done in the past 
is not seeing it as an opportunity for growth, not seeing it as a learning or not finding the win within it. So, okay, well, maybe I haven't got, um, you know, that email that came back in the pitch and it was denied, you know, instead of seeing it as a failure that, that the pitch was denied or said no to, I thought, well, I could have said, well, at least I know I've got the right email address. Great. I've got a contact. That's, that's worse. So I would say just those first couple of years, I would beat myself up so much about uh, the perceived failures uh, when in fact they were just opportunities for me to grow as a person. Oh, I'm so pleased that that was that you used that as your answer. But I think I totally agree, and I'm always talking about it, which is why that question's there. And I love so your failure was failing to realise the power of failure. Love it, <laughs> I absolutely love it. So, what would be your biggest bit of advice of advice for the listeners to finish on that question? Stop looking outside of yourself. I, I for twenty years, well, twenty years, not true. Yeah, I suppose for maybe a bit less, 15 years, I'd say from the age of about 15 till to 30, I was constantly seeking, you know, other people. Could I do her job? Maybe I should become that. Maybe I should do this. And I didn't realise the power of, of what I had, of the things I was passionate about. Um, our answers are within. It sounds, I feel like a lot of what I'm saying is... Um, maybe a bit cheesy, but I'm, I all honestly comes from my own experience. You, if you're honest with yourself about what you love, about what may, brings you joy, about what your truly your dreams are, and then you have the courage to take those steps to achieve that. Um, I think, I think I would have said to my, said to myself as well, just to relax into it and enjoy, enjoy the process it's all going to be okay. Um, and just stop seeking outside of ourselves. We really, we really are the answer. Get the support you need. Um, but yeah, you've got this. Oh, that's a <laughs> wonderful bit of advice. Where can the listeners then find and connect with you? What's going on with you? Yes, please, please, please come over and find me on Instagram. I'm Lulu Story underscore stylist. Um, story is spelled with an E-Y. And I really would love you to come join the community. I'm giving um, lots of advice, helping people to feel hopeful about their style and their future. And it would be a real pleasure to meet you there. We also have a workshop coming up. Uh, We did one about a month ago on how to be a successful stylist. And we had such a positive response. And actually half the people on the on the workshop were there for them from for themselves and wanted to learn how to be um stylist for themselves so we thought right we've got to put a workshop together for all those people so we can help you to take you through the process and to feel really confident about stepping into yourself knowing what clothes to, to wear and how to feel fantastic every day um throughout the next decade really i mean got to get put the right foot forward going into 2020 so come join us there and we'll be talking about that on on instagram too exciting stuff and i can vouch that i have learned a lot from your IGTV <laughs> videos so go and check them out everyone you shall get some brilliant tips too oh, thank you so much for your support it's just fantastic been, uh, to be on here it's been so lovely talking to you and thank you very much for coming on my pleasure thank you bye 
I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Don't forget to sign up to the Christmas Confidence Challenge for free by heading to the link in the episode description or go to katribarrett.com forward slash confidence. We start next week. Why not tell a friend to sign up who could also do with improving their self-esteem and quietening their inner critic? I'll see you there. And until next time, stay curious. Thank you.